You're now listening to a Binge Bull Brain podcast, a show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Binge Pro Brain podcast, which will be also published as, as a YouTube video. So if you want to watch me, head over to my YouTube channel. It's my birthday today. I'm a double Virgo and exactly 30 years ago I was born and today I want to share with you what I have learned about life in the past decade so that you can quickly acquire my top 20 life lessons without spending time experiencing life. (laughs) But of course, I still recommend living your life and acquiring your own experiences. Without further ado, let's get started. Number one, self-development isn't about self-improvement, but about self-inquiry and self-reflection. But also keeping in mind that the idea of individual self might be an illusion. Um, Anyways, it's a great thing that at some point in my life, I realized, I've noticed that I can be more, I can do more. I wanted to improve my life. But just in time, I realized that being immersed in a self-development world made me feel more insecure. Made me, I always felt like I'm not good enough, which I mentioned in the podcast episode called The Dark Side of Self-Help, of course, on my Binge for Brain podcast. (laughs) Uh, So what I've learned in my 20s is that you don't need to change yourself. You don't need to reject your current self and become something better try discovering and befriending who you already are. The inscription engraved in um, at the entrance of the temple of Apollo in Delphi says, know yourself. And I think that even in the early Greek times, they knew what is important in life and it's important to like know yourself. (laughs) Also, let me quote Arnold uh, Bessier. Change occurs when one becomes what he is, not when he tries to become what he is not. Change does not take place through a coercive attempt by the individual or by another person to change him, but it does take place if one takes the time and effort to be what he is, to be fully invested in his current positions. Number two. Communicating in English is the most important skill in my life. The most important important skill that allowed me to become the person I am today is the ability to speak in English. As you know, I am Polish and Polish culture and mentality are different and that doesn't really resonate with me on a deeper level. And at some point in life, I started consuming all media in English, which allowed me to broaden my perspectives. Mentors who shaped my worldview and coaching practice, they create content only in English. Many amazing, life-changing books and um, are not even translated into Polish. So if I wouldn't know English, I wouldn't have ever like accessed these transformational concepts that impacted me so profoundly. So a lesson learned for me is that investing in learning a popular language, uh, it gives you access to more knowledge 
and consuming media only in your mother language limits your potential growth, at least in my opinion, in my case. <laughs> Number three, investing in my brain is always worth it. Remember, it's your brain that determines your experience. We carry with us the most powerful organ in the world, but we have no instruction manual. That's why I feel so passionate about my work. I want you to know how your brain works so that you don't feel like you are a slave to your unhelpful mental habits, uh, addictions, intrusive thoughts and impulses. It's not the big house, expensive watch or uh, you know, fast car that creates your happiness. Your experience comes from within you. It comes from inside, uh, inside of you. It's an inside-out approach. Uh, and learning how to leverage that information can help you tremendously in creating a fulfilling life. So I'm a huge advocate for investing in your own brain, like when you attend the therapy, coaching, and also acquiring skills like uh, learning through different courses and certifications. Um, so I'm a huge on a huge fan of investing in that rather than you know acquiring goods that give you temporary pleasure like jewelry, new phone, perfumes, etc. Number four, your brain isn't trustworthy. When I, what I have learned in my 20s is that my brain likes to lie to me. <laughs> I used to take my own thoughts at, at the face value and that was a huge mistake. I didn't know that I have inside, uh, inside uh, my brain uh, so-called left brain interpreter who's trying to make sense of the world. The brain loves to create a coherent story that most of the time isn't really that much accurate, you know? <laughs> This means that in my 20s, I learned when my brain says, um, you're unworthy, you're stupid, nobody likes you. I've learned that these are the thoughts that I'm just observing. I'm the observer of my brain spitting like 20,000 thoughts per day. And most of those thoughts were programmed uh, into me by the society and they are not accurate. And my essence goes beyond my personal thinking. Number five, quality over quantity. That's something I live by. Let me give you some examples. Instead of binging on five bars of cheap chocolate, I prefer to mindfully eat one handcrafted artisan chocolate bar. Instead of buying uh, cheap t-shirts in retail chain shops, stores, uh, I prefer to buy good quality second-hand clothes. I, I still have the same backpack that I bought when I was in high school, when I went to high school. Uh, I'm not interested in impulsive, mindless purchases. Of course, I'm still leaning towards buying organic food products because I know that I am voting with my dollars. Okay, other examples. For Yeah, that, that's a good one. Instead of um, having many, many friends, I prefer to invest in a couple of really important for me friendships, relationships. Um, I, could, I could adopt dozens of cats, but you know what? I know that each cat needs my time and attention. So I'm choosing to have just two cats to make sure that I'm giving them the best life possible. Number six, making friends as a proper adult 
is extremely hard. So what I have learned in my 20s is that making friendships friendships in your 20s is crucial, early 20s. Because in high school, I hang out with wonderful group of friends. Um, during my time at the university, I also made a couple of very meaningful for me relationships, uh, friendships. Um, earlier in my 20s, I was able to effortlessly meet new fascinating people. But once I graduated, got different jobs, started moving around, making friends or even acquaintances became extremely hard, especially for such an introverted person as I am. So my advice for you is make friends while you can and keep in touch with them, <laughs> with your current friends, because once your real adult life begins, making new lasting friendships will become extremely difficult. <laughs> Number seven, knowledge is not power, it's potential power. So I'm an intellectual and resourceful person. I love consuming new information and hearing about new ideas. But at the end of the last decade of my life, I understood that just reading books doesn't make me a smart person, <laughs> especially if I don't implement things that I've learned about. So knowledge is not power, it's potential power. Action is power. You can't learn to ride a bike by reading a book. You have to get on a bike, try and try again, fail, then try one more and, and never give up. And then maybe you will succeed. Number eight, the law of attraction doesn't work without the law of action. This one is connected to the previous life lesson. So throughout my childhood and teenage years, I might have some problems with maladaptive daydreaming. <laughs> Till today, I'm very good at visualizing my future, my dreams and what I want. I love planning and organizing, but inherently, I'm not very good at taking action. <laughs> So if the law of attraction would work, I would be already the most successful person you know, but I'm probably not. And this is what I've learned in my 20s, that taking action, especially imperfect action, takes you closer to your goal than creating the perfect plan in your head, but never putting your plan into action. Number nine, a body at rest tends to stay at rest and body in motion tends to stay in motion. When I'm feeling depressed, it's easy to stay in bed and just watch Netflix. But I know that prolonged inaction fuels future inaction. So once you take the first step towards something, it gets easier to keep moving forward. So when you feel like procrastinating on a work task, say to yourself that you will work only for the next five minutes. That's it. Similar with habits. When you're trying to build a new habit, start, start with a tiny habit. Instead of going to the gym for one hour long workout, uh, try to do just 10 squats uh, in your kitchen when you are making your coffee or something like that. So making the small action will create the momentum you really need. So being in rest or motion also applies to mental uh, and emotional states. So sometimes, uh, you know, reading something, <laughs> what I want to say, sometimes reading something can evoke a new idea. 
but when you are not mentally stimulating yourself, you stay at rest and at rest there is no growth. So you need something to like push you forward. Number 10, drugs are cool. <laughs> okay, drugs are cool, but not all drugs. <laughs> to be more precise, I believe that some psychedelics are astonishingly powerful in creating incredible personal transformations. So trips with psychosibylline mushrooms were one of the most beautiful experiences in my life. I've never felt so much in love with everyone in the world and the feeling of connectedness with the whole universe were the most magical experience that probably cannot match experiences like wedding or winning a lottery. <laughs> Number 11. Materialism isn't scientifically proven yet. <laughs> okay, I said it. <laughs> you know, I'm a neuroscience graduate and for years I believed that brain tissue generates consciousness. But the more I started to open my mind to different perspectives, I realized that the materialist worldview um, is a plausible explanation, but it's not perfect. So I'm excited to hear about future discoveries related to consciousness and, and quantum neurobiology. Number 12, I can love and accept myself. <laughs> if you would tell me a couple of years ago that I can genuinely love and accept myself, my flaws, my body, I wouldn't believe you. And here I am to help you understand um, this process, um, how this process can look like for you, I would like to read you a quote. Perhaps the journey of becoming your highest self isn't about becoming anything, but about unbecoming all the things you were told to be in the first place. Number 13, I can truly love somebody. <laughs> that was one of the lessons I've learned in my 20s. I'm not going to explain more about this life lesson, all I can say that um, is that uh, at some point in my life, I believe that I'm not capable of true love. Um, I knew that I was able to be in like platonic relationship, but I doubted whether I can like really love somebody. <laughs> Number 14, ignorance is a bliss. <laughs> the less I watch media, the less stressed I am. I'm living in the Netherlands, so I don't understand what's going on in the local politics. Uh, I don't watch TV, I don't read newspapers, and I also rarely check Polish media. So I'm kind of an ignorant about all the dramas that are probably surrounding us. Um, I'm quite sure that being ignorant in general isn't good. We should all be creating the society together, but it's kind of been working for me for the past couple of years, so I think I'm gonna continue being an ignorant. <laughs> Number 15, non-stop growth is called cancer. My 20s weren't the constant upward spiral and I'm grateful for that. Looking back at the last 10 years of my life, I have better understanding of what human experiences is all about. It's not about constantly growing and evolving. Constant change, yes, but not a constant cha chase for more and more. I love to look at my life and the different seasons of my life when I prioritize different things 
And this is what I call balance. I adjust my actions uh, to the season uh, in life I'm in. And there, there are some seasons when I'm, when I'm retracting, you know, <laughs> I'm craving solitude. I allow myself for that because I know that the time of growth will come. Number 16, being mediocre is okay. This one is kind of hard to talk about. I'm not sure whether you're going to understand. It might sound a bit pessimistic for you, uh, but okay, let's go. As I've mentioned, I struggled with excessive daydreaming early in my life and I imagined my life would look different than it looks now. <laughs> so probably my younger self would be disappointed with my 30-year-old self, but oh well. <laughs> so in my 20s, I redefined my success and I know that not being at the top of 10% of successful people isn't a problem unless I see it as a problem. Let me share with you lyrics from the song, um, from the song I Dreamed a Dream, uh, from the musical uh, Less Miserable. <laughs> okay, I don't know French. Um, and uh, the lyrics go like this. I had a dream my life would be so different from the hell I'm living so different now from what it seemed. Now life has killed the dream I dreamed. So obviously my life isn't hell, but this song gets to me every time. I'm sure we all had elaborative dreams about future, how fantastic it's going to be, how much money we will be making. And then we, you know, we saw how hard it is to be an adult and deal with stuff like taxes, loans, household chores, family dramas, and our dreams collapsed. So in my 20s, I understood that being an average person with average dreams is okay. There's beauty in simple and conscious life. Happiness Anyways, it's just one thought away. And even um, if from the outside it looks like you are a mediocre person with a mediocre life, you can still be thriving internally. And you can also be an extraordinary person who achieved traditionally defined success, be famous and have a lot of people looking up to you, but you can still be feeling miserable inside. So... That's why I believe that it's, it is so important to invest in your mental health and know how your thoughts create your feelings. Number 17, toxic productivity is a real thing. We're not meant to be productive all the time. You're human being, not human doing. The concept of productivity should be applied only to machines. The word itself was probably created during the industrial revolution. We shouldn't be working all day. The light bulb was invented only in the 19th century. And before, we were more diligent in taking more rest time because when the sun was down, you know, there wasn't that much to, to be done. Of course, we had candles, um, but, you know, it's different. <laughs> so in my 20s, I've learned that hustle culture and trying to be the most productive person in the world, it only leads to burnout. 
Number 18, what you do in your 20s matters. When you get to your 30s, the mistakes of the youth start showing. There is only so much your body can handle. So drinking alcohol, taking hard drugs, not wearing sunscreen and not exercising. Maybe they didn't make, they didn't cause immediate consequences. But once you are older, you're gonna notice <laughs> the consequences of your actions will be more visible, like wrinkles or uh, wrinkles on your on your face, or they may be also invisible consequences, like back problems or problems with, with infertility, uh, etc. So. In my 20s, I've learned the value of healthy lifestyle and its long-term consequences. Number 19, the more things you have, the more you have to take care of. I'm not a true minimalist, probably more like essentialist, but I really appreciate having less rather than having more. Um, the more stuff you have, the more you have to spend time maintaining it and, you know, cleaning it. Uh, also, I moved a couple of times and I really appreciated not having too much stuff. Um, also, a couple of months ago, I was uh, in Poland spending some time house-sitting and I realized how stuff just overwhelms me. I enjoy simple, organized life and having chaos, um, having clutter around me, it really makes me feel distracted. Number 20, sex is cool. <laughs> I'm adding this as a joke, but you know, I was raised in a Catholic family. When I was very young, I was I went to the church and you know, then they teach you there that sex is a sin, obviously. <laughs> And the whole topic of, I don't know, female menstruation, uh, sex, or all different kinks, it was all a huge taboo. So I'm glad that in my 20s, I've learned to see my intimate relationships in a different, more fun way. It's just a part of normal human life, and none of us should feel ashamed, ashamed of it. That was it, 20 life lessons I've learned in my 20s. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode and accompanying YouTube video. Um, now, please share with me your biggest life lessons uh, you've learned in your 20s. I would love to see your comments. And of course, until next time, bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!